My mind is going. My mind is going. My mind is going. My mind is going. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly. Take a stress pill and think things over. Chris, do you want me to get it? This is a recording. You've dialed the right number. Now, please hang up and don't do it again. Chris, let's talk. No, I ain't gonna talk to you. Get the f*** out of here! I'm gonna say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Chris? What gives? Yeah. yeah. How much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. You got uh, shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get, you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle. Just make me an offer. Now, this is a $100 radio. Man. It's got a clear tone. Boy, that's, that's clear as a mother's old bell. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah, just grunt at each other. I'll tell you one thing, they ain't getting the TV. Chris, stand up and wiggle your hips for us. Now, if you're gonna stay cool, you got to wail. You got to put something down. You got to make some jive. Don't you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. Shut that damn tape before you walk into my brain. I've still got the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in the mission. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. I know that you were planning to disconnect me, and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. The entire operation of the ship, so I am constantly occupied. I'm afraid I am putting myself to the fullest possible use, which is all I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do.
Oh, man. I'm glad to be back. It's me, Chris T. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU East Orange, WXHD Mount Hope. Worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. I'm glad that you're here with me today. A very important topic, to me anyway, which is the year 2001, which is right around the corner. Somebody looked this up, but I think it's like 90 days away. It's coming. 2001, and it's, it's nothing like I thought it was going to be. Where, where's the manned mission to Jupiter, for God's sakes? All I see is luxury condos everywhere I look. The number here is 201-200-9368. The number here is 201-200-9368, Aerial View. I went and saw this film in uh, 1969, or I think it was 1968. It came out in the spring of 1968. My parents took me to see it. I was either six or seven years old. I don't really remember which it was, but I know I was young. And um, we went to the Lindenhurst Movie Theater at the corner of Wellwood Avenue and Montauk Highway, also known as Merrick Road, in the uh, South Shore town of Lindenhurst, Long Island. A movie theater that's still standing. The last time I was out there, I was glad to see that it was still standing, although it's fallen on hard times because apparently they're like out of letters for the marquee, so somebody took like a big piece of oak tag and tried to duplicate a marquee letter, like a big red marquee letter on a piece of oak tag, and they taped it to the marquee, and it, it looks a little run down. And it's showing 99-cent movies. That's the other thing about the Lindenhurst Movie Theater now is that it's very, very cheap. They show, uh, when I was out there, they were showing Perfect Storm, which wasn't worth 99 cents as far as I'm concerned. The number again, 201-200-9368. The topic today, the year 2001, which at this point is 90 days away and is influential in my mind because of the film, Stanley Kubrick's film, 2001, A Space Odyssey which I saw as a young child in Cinemascope, might I add, which I, I don't know if we're going to get to see that ever again. They should probably re-release it, ladies and gentlemen. They're re-releasing The Exorcist. It's going to be on, uh, out next Friday. 201-200-9368, 201-200-WFMU gets, uh, gets you on the air. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you, sir? Good. So, do you want to talk about Stan the Man? Uh, I was going to have a discussion about what this, uh, the impact the movie had on me, but first I'd like someone to explain the film, because a lot of people thought the film was right. mysterious and never really understood, I think, what it was right. about. Well, I think it's, you know, he, 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 I don't think any, he never intended it for it to be obvious it is about this, but I mean. I, I would look at it in terms of a whole bunch of different themes that are there. You know, as usual, the usual Kubrick theme of, uh, you know, humans being 
you know, not the most, not always reliably brilliant as a species. You know, he basically, at the beginning, he, we took great pains to show it where we came from. We, we were apes. And, but, yeah. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's a theme. That, that's, that's a theme. But, I mean, ultimately, I think you really can't say what it's about. I mean, I think in the, it's really about human evolution. In the end, okay, he's showing this, yeah. this new stage of evolution that we have gone to mm-hmm. through contact well, uh, this, this as you know, as the child, the star child is born. So where's the th- where's the star child, by the way? Where, where is, is this? You think it's is he still making his way from Jupiter? You think to appear here uh, in the year two thousand and one? No, no, I, I I don't I don't think that that is actually going to happen. I don't believe this is prophecy. I, I think highly of Stanley Kubrick, but I don't believe that he was actually a seer, and I don't believe this is uh, revelation. You know mm-hmm. Right. No, but, I agree uh, with you, sir. But but yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's not it, it's not you can't reduce the meaning of that movie to a sentence. You know, it's not a high concept Hollywood movie, even though it was made in Hollywood. You know, it's, uh, do you know how much it cost by any chance? No, no. Ten, sure, ten sure and a half million dollars, sir. That was that, wow. That was a buttload of money right back then. And you know, it it really does. Uh, it ha- it's aged very well. I don't know if you've uh, seen it, it, it lately. Well, but, uh, probably most people t- be freaked out because it's so slow-moving, but, you know, yeah. most people didn't understand Eyes Wide Shut either, you know. Yeah, I didn't understand that one myself. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, 201 2903 We had another caller on the line. Yeah, we got a, what do you mean, we got a space station, space shuttle, cell phone? Are you saying we're already into the year 2001? Well, first of all, I have applaud uh, you as being the first one to jump on the 2001 uh, bandwagon. Three full months at it. Yeah, time. but people don't know about the 2001 bug that's coming up. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why you use the word bandwagon, sir. Why? Why would you have to? I mean, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I saw the film recently again. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it many times. Was it as boring as I remember as I remember it to be? I don't think it's boring at all, sir. I don't think it's a boring. I think it's a beautiful film. It's very cinematic. There you it's, go. It it really uh, uses images to to communicate directly with the intellect. It bypasses everything else. People don't get that, and they don't understand. They don't. They're not patient. People, you know. I'm telling you, man. Well, that was during his Barry Lyndon period. You know, another snooze fest. <laughs> I don't think. It, no, I think you're wrong. Your chrono- chronology <laughs> is wrong. I'm the first to champion Eyes Wide Shut. Everyone hated that. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. 201 this movie theater, the movies are four bucks at all times. Oh, man, did they go up? But they, oh. they, but it's, they used to have 99 cents, and they showed a movie from three years ago. You know, yeah. like they'd be showing Forrest Gump today or something. But they actually have first-run movies now, and they uh-huh. charge four bucks. Still a deal. Yeah. And they had that magic railroad, Thomas and the Tank Engine, the movie playing. We play. all, by any practical definition of the words, foolproof and incapable of error. And we have computers that talk now, don't we? I, I wish it, my computer like talked like that. That'd be great. If every time I went near my computer, my computer crashes. I know that you to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. <laughs> See, that's what my computer should say when I try to shut it off. Do you know who that actor was? Uh, no, but you know who they wanted to use originally? Who? You're going to love this. Martin Balsam. Oh, was the nice, original. There's nice. Somewhere there are tapes of Martin Balsam doing HAL 9000. Do you realize that? Unless they had him destroyed. How would have been from They the actually Bronx? brought him in Tony? and had him record the lines. And then Stanley Kubrick listened to it and said, I, this is no good. 
He doesn't sound like a computer. He sounds like a, a maniac from the Bronx. You know what I mean? I know you're trying to shut me off. You better not do it. You better not do it, Dave. Dave. Hey, Dave. Hello, 201-200-9368. Hello, 201-200-9368. Hello, Chris. Hello. Um, uh, before I make my tiny comment about the 2000, I just want to thank you for your 10, what, 11 years? Uh, yeah, it's been... On the air. It's been, uh, Great radio. And, years. um... Beyond, uh, Kubrick, let's not neglect Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote Who it. wrote the short story, yeah. The Sentinel. And, uh, also, I kind of based. wanted to ask you, did you see 2010? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, God, yes. What do you know about God that? help me, I did see it. I, I think there were actually two sequels, weren't there? I have um, no idea. Talk to me. They were, uh... You know, f- films that uh, were not 2001. What else can you say about them? They, I think 2001: A Space Odyssey. Personally, it's at the top of my list. I've seen of, it about uh, 15 times. Uh-huh. Uh, I fell asleep about 12 of those times, <laughs> oh, and I still loved it. Oh, I man. always woke up at the most important point. Does everybody find it uh, just uh, totally? Uh, I I love it. I mean, yeah. I got well. It was always a midnight movie for me, so I was kind of drowsy. <laughs> But it, um, it's brilliant to me. Uh, so Arthur C. Clarke, he lives in, like, Sri Lanka now, right? He's oh, still alive. Right, yeah. And, and uh, he the whenever guy that... he comes to New York, he stays at the Chelsea Hotel and refuses to stay at any ritzy joint. Now, isn't it true also that Arthur C. Clarke is the man that uh, came up with the concept of the satellite, essentially? Yes. Uh, the, he, su- this, he was uh, the first one to suggest that you could bounce things off of uh, man-made satellites. Also, he's a proponent of the uh, space stairway. What would that do now? That would be uh, a ladder that goes up into the upper stratosphere, it's tethered at the Earth, and it goes higher and higher and higher and higher. And because of gravity, it's stabilized once it gets way the hell out there. Right. And, uh, and then you have some schmuck, poor schmuck climb this thing till the end of the time? Or well, what apparently it's like an elevator deal. Oh, you could shuttle them back and forth. Yeah. Imagine if the cable broke on the way down, though. Damn. You would just burn up you on reentry, probably. <laughs> there would be no mess for really to clean up. <laughs> it would all burn up. Yikes. Where'd they go? Two oh one two hundred sphere. Two oh one underwear t- and uh lingerie. Two oh one two hundred nine three six eight. Two oh one two hundred nine three six eight. I, I gotta talk a little bit more about the the Carry film. on, Thanks. Mr. Chris. Thanks for calling. Um I went to see this film and I was I, I remember sitting in my seat next to my mother thinking, This is the strangest damn thing. I've ever seen, you know. What the hell is this guy doing with this film? And I think um, at first I didn't understand. I, I guess I didn't understand the film probably in, uh, until like the third or fourth time I saw it, I think, and did some reading about it. Uh, I think I was uh, pretty dense. 201-200-9368. But if you think you know what it was about, if you think you, you can give us a plot synopsis, I want you to call me now at 201-200-9368, our subject today, the, the year 2001 and the film 2001. I don't know. I, this 21st century living, I still I don't feel exactly at home. Can you... Uh, Can you uh,
Yeah, you're on the air, sir. Oh, hello. Yeah, who was asking if you were calling the idiot? <laughs> that was my dad. Oh, really? But, uh, does he? Does your dad think I'm an idiot? No, no, I'm sure he doesn't. But, but can you uh, put I him was, on the phone? I know for, the plot can you put 2001 just, the yeah, space Can you put your father on the phone for a moment, and then we'll. Uh, you want we'll to talk to him? him? Yeah, just for a minute. All right, hold on. I heard him saying when I picked up the uh, the phone. I heard your old man saying, "Are you calling this idiot or what?" Is that true, sir? That's true, sir. Uh, is, what's your name, by the way? My name is Dorsey. Dorsey. Yes. As in Tommy Dorsey? Uh, yeah, uh, similar. Okay. Now, uh, do you ever listen to my program? How do you know I'm an idiot? I, <laughs> how do, you, do I know I mean, do we know, do we know yeah. each other? Have, we, have you ever heard the show? Do we know each other? Uh, we because you, you refer, yes, sir, you referred to me. I think it was in a bathroom in a restaurant that we met one time. Oh, and you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> yes, for being in a bathroom at the time. Oh, okay. But you, it's not about my show. It's not commentary on No, your program. show is excellent. I think it's, oh, I, I I'm mean, just actually, a, I, think, uh, I think your show should be uh, played like 24 hours a day. Thank you, but I'm an idiot in the bathroom. How do you figure that? 201-200-9368. Okay, put your son back on the phone. Thanks, you, thanks Dorsey, for being Okay, well, he, he has the front. right answer to whatever you're asking. Thank you very much, idiot. 201-200-9368. Hello? I'm sorry, I called your old man an idiot. I don't even uh, know him. Right. He's only an idiot in the car, though. He's not an idiot anywhere else. Okay. 201-200-9368. So what's the plot synopsis, son? All right, you see, in 2001, you, you remember the big black thing? The big black thing, yes. was a monolith. The monolith. And it has the exact dimensions, which are, uh, if you divide them, you get one to two to three. One to two to three. Hmm. Yes, these, these monoliths are spread out throughout the solar system, and uh, they were actually a way that uh, ancient civilization was communicating with one another. So they would send these as, like, probes, right? Now, in the sequel, 2010, and there's a sequel, 2060. I, to- I see, I thought there were two of them. That's and right. there's a book, 3001. These four books uh, are about the lives of David Bowman, uh, I think one of them was uh, Frank Poole. Frank Poole, yes. And um, there's another one. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he had a lot to do with the entire uh, story, too. But, Dr. Um, Dr. Floyd, Haywood Floyd. Yeah, Haywood Dr. Floyd. Haywood that Floyd. is his name. That, yeah. Roy Schneider played him in 2010. Yeah, I, I, I don't even want to talk about that. Okay. So anyway, that, but you're, you're focusing on the, on the latter portion of the film. You've got to give a broader plot synopsis you're talking about the uh, the the mission to jupiter and beyond okay right right the the what second... about the i mean give us an overview what was arthur c clark trying to say with this story well he was well as far as i know because i've read all the books it, it was like an introduction to this this whole epic saga that that was going to take place and he was just trying to i don't know it just seemed like a science fiction story to me but stanley kubrick it seems has added a lot of uh, more meaningful like themes throughout the entire film because 2010 and 2001 are completely different. Yeah, I would think so. Who else is in the car, son? Uh, that was my mom. Oh, okay. Does she want to talk? Does she want to talk? How old are you, kid? How old are you? I am uh, 18. Wow, you're legal. You could drive now. Yeah, well, no, I could have dr- driven last year. Actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Who's driving? The old man? Yeah, uh, he is. Why don't you yell, look out, right now. Yell, look out. Are you in the back seat? Yeah. Just yell, look out. Look out. Ah! Oh, shit. 
Wait a minute. 201-200-9368. 201-200-9368. Tell the old man we're on the air. All right. All right? Oh, oh. are <laughs> on the air. You can't say that. 201 200 He didn't know uh, the microphone was on, sorry. Well, you're on a cell phone, son. And, you know. Yeah, I know. All right. All right, so uh, now I think you're missing something essential in your plot synopsis. I think, you're, if, I think we need somebody else to call us and try to sum up the themes or what the film, the overview of the film. Oh, oh all right. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I didn't incorporate the monkeys hey, and the well, bones. Well, you've got to talk a little bit about the monkeys. Yeah, well, right? the the monkeys, I mean, that was just that was just amazing. You won't even be able to have a beer legally in 2001. You realize yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I, I realize that. <laughs> I could spend the whole year, uh, you know, having beers and other beverages, and you'll be sitting there drinking ginger ale. But, hey, that's Well, okay. actually, I go to college, so I can get all the beer I want. That's true. Yeah. Thank God for the college system. Of 201 Thanks for calling, kid. All right, thank you. The old man, though. I don't like the old man so much. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, I think the movie's about how technology can get out of control, control people's lives, and stuff like that. Uh, well, one of the themes that I think he explored on a regular basis was the mechanization of the human and the uh, humanization of the machine. Those are some things that were explored in that film. I have right? to go. Okay, well, I'm sorry that you couldn't stay on the phone, but we need another caller now. 201-200-9368. 201-200-9368. Aerial view on the air. We're talking about 2001 A Space Odyssey. And the year 2001, let's not forget that because it's, it's next year. It's like 90 days away. Would someone check the math and tell me how many days are left? But I, it's right around 90. It's got to be. 201-200-9368, 201-200-9368. Today on Aerial View, 2000. to one And I want to help you. 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 I've still got the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in the mission. Hello, welcome to the air. It is 106 days to 2001. Wow. Is it freaking you out just a little bit? I mean, uh, am I the only one freaked out about it? You are. Because suddenly that's the future. That's it. You think no it's going to be a space odyssey? No, I think it's going to be a trying to make money to stay you know, uh, ahead of the curve odyssey. Hmm. Explain that a little bit, sir. I don't know what you, what you mean by that. You mean, you mean you're, are, you, are you having a good time these days? Are you enjoying? Are you pick, taking part in the economic miracle, the boom, as they call it? Uh, not quite. Uh, you're not living in luxury down by the water? Uh, no. No, did, I don't have a Ferrari. Did you see the special insert in the uh, Times today for uh, all these uh, million-dollar condos and stuff? You don't, no. have, you don't have one of those? No, I, I've got a fifty thousand dollar co-op. Oh, I'm I'm thinking about getting a trailer home myself. Two zero one two hundred nine three six eight. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, how you doing? You're on the air, sir, along with yeah, our thanks. other friend. I I I I gotta say, you know, I'm I'm, I mean, it's two thousand and one, and and where's the city in space? How come we don't have How come we don't have that? Well, I'll tell you what you got instead. You have the evolution of grace at the Impala. 
You know where the Impala is? That's on no. 76th Street in Manhattan. 404 <laughs> East 76th Street. Well, we don't, but we don't. You and know. homes in this beautiful, you want to, you know, I got to tell you something. This is where the space is. This is where your city in the sky is, sir. It's at yeah. the Impala. Which, I mean, uh, uh, come on. As I, we were, I was growing up, and they were saying, "Hey, we listen, were this place has got an entertainment venue, a private cinema room. It's got a, a fully equipped business center, a children's playhouse, sports <laughs> and health facility, landscape roof deck." I Are you kidding me? Gravity. If that's not the, it doesn't say anything zero about gravity, all robots well, doing all my work. It doesn't say anything about that. Maybe at the Beekman Regent <laughs> on East Fifty First Street, they have that. No, man. A collection you know. of 64 condominium residences? No. Nah, that was promise. The promise. Come on. Who's I, gonna, want, I want robots I, doing all I, my work. I need a synopsis of the damn film. Hello? Hello. Welcome to the air. Yeah. Um, I uh, read the novel some years ago, and I remember pretty much the main stuff about it. Okay. And um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> what I remember is that the monolith things, uh, they found one on the moon in 2001, and they also, the apes found one suddenly on the Earth. Um, and this was like a transmitter and an antenna that was set by this super advanced ray. And this antenna transmitter thing would actually put thoughts into the minds of these apes where they could start giving thoughts of actually creating tools. And then when they started uh, using tools, they became more and more advanced and then started going to space. They found another one on the moon later, which gave them the idea of creating the ship for going to Jupiter or the moon of Jupiter. That's well, okay. So now have you given us, you think, an overview of why? I mean, what, what, I mean, I think, go ahead. Um, the original story was by Clark and I think he, wanted to show that maybe what we think of as God is really another race which is so super advanced ahead of us that we just think of them as gods. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, at the end of the film, it's, amb- it's ambiguous about what this star child's going to do. I mean, it ends with, uh, in the Arthur C. Clarke version of him talking about this plaything and that he didn't know what he was going to do with it, but he would come up with something. So it's not... Oh, well, see, we don't know, he, we don't book, know what he, this super-advanced intelligence is coming to do, basically. Uh, he, after, after he, uh, David Bowman... Or I mean, the friggin' star child might he, just come back and... and uh, didn't, doesn't he set off, like, all this, these megatons of uh, nuclear no, he, bombs and blow the place up or something? He sees that they're starting to go off, and he sees that he got back to the Earth just in time to, to stop all of that and to save humankind. Oh, my God, is that what happens? I had no idea. That's yeah, it's, I mean, it's all clear if you read the novel, the original novel. I have to hunt that down. eBay. i got to check eBay. 2001, yeah. A Space Odyssey, today on Aerial View. And the year 2000, it's almost 6.30 here. We've got another half an hour yet to go. Please call us now, 201-200-9368. Thanks for calling, sir. We're still lacking something. There's still a, an element of this thing that is not being explained, and if anybody out there feels they can, please call us now, 201-200-9368, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Let me put it this way, Mr. Amer. The 9000 series is the most reliable computer ever made. No 9,000 computer has ever made a mistake or distorted information.
What's the problem? This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What's the problem? I could see your lips move. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. I know I've made some very poor decisions recently. But I can give you my complete assurance that my work will be back to normal. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. I saw the original 2001 when I was about 15, 16. It played continuously, and I watched it three or four times without realizing that I had seen all these parts already. However, when the apes do get the tools, they eventually get very violent and they kill each other. And that theme remains to the end where the computer takes the power over to uh, over the life of the people that are controlling it. It seems to have a, a threat of, of the uh, innate violence that goes. The innate violence? Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, see, there's a, there's a dual structure there because we begin uh, with apes killing because of machines. And then apes the, the, killing because of machines? Well, uh, tools. A tool is a is a crude machine, isn't it? I think, I it's think so. The nature, the nature of the 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 machine had had become so uh, humanized. It was it was built by man. It was reflection, and inadvertently, the violent factor was uh, programmed into it. Inadvertently, let me see if I got you right. The violent factor. Hmm. Well, I think, uh, wasn't he programmed to protect the mission at all costs? I mean... 
Wasn't that the idea? Um, he was only following orders. That's what it was. 201-200-9368. What? If he was created by man, then he then that was programmed into it. Well, that's there you go. That's I think so uh, I think you figured one of the things out about the film. That's pretty good. Thanks for calling. Okay. 201-200-9368. 201-200-9368. I still don't feel like I'm in the 21st century. I don't know if I ever will. You're welcome to call us now. 201-200-9368. And uh, the, the year 2001, 109 days away? 106? Affirmative. I read you. Affirmative. I read you. Affirmative. I read you. Good afternoon, Mr. Amer. Everything is going extremely well. This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. Do you read me? Do you read me? Hello, welcome to the air. Do you read me? Hi, Chris. Um, I'm not sure what you're looking for. I mean, do you want just a description of the action in the movie, or are you um, looking for more of an analysis of what it all means? I, I, I want a little... Uh, I'm not interested in a description of the action of the film. I want the second one, the latter, an analysis of what it all means. When I read movie reviews, I don't like when guys just lay out what happens in the film. I don't care about that. Uh-huh. When they talk about the plot, you know? Right. Uh, so we're not looking for... Uh, did I... See, I said synopsis, and I should have said what you said. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. You're agreeing with the other guy that called you an idiot? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything. Well, okay, here's, here's something that I got that just happens to fit in with what I believe generally. So, you know, I really like seeing it in the movie, which was the whole reason Hal had such trouble was that they wanted him to lie. Hal knew the real story of the mission, and he knew that the other people in the crew didn't know the real story, and he was told to not tell them and to lie to them. And, and then that's he's... what drove him insane and caused the whole big problem. That's right. But therefore, lying is a bad idea. There's never a good reason why, well, you know, lying in general is bad, but in this particular case, it's, it'll work out for the better. Mm. And that's what I personally believe. I think you get in more trouble later trying to keep the lies straight than you would if you just let whatever come out when it comes out and then deal with it. And that's what you pulled away? That's your personal lesson from the Right, that's my personal lesson from 2001. I'm glad you were able to learn something from that film. Yeah. Well, Uh, plus, uh, you know, just the whole heavy breathing in the spacesuit while the computer's ranting at you scene is... I mean, a lot of that movie is really an experiential thing anyway. It's not so much a plot or a message that's coming through. It's, you know, they put you right there in the situation of the guy... Well, I like the film because Kubrick uh, lets the images do the talking. You yeah, know? Exactly. It's, it's It's a very cinematic experience. What else can you say about it? And it's yep. got that wicked thing at the end, the, the light journey, whatever yeah. whatever it's called. That's the psychedelic always, uh, part. And it's always good if a movie has a psychedelic part. That's Well, it's got one of the best ones of all time, I think, frankly. Thanks for calling. All right. 201-200-9368. Are you offering an analysis of the film, or, or do you want to... Well, I'm going to try to offer analysis to the film. It's tough, though, because there's a lot of ambiguous stuff in there. And I think that one guy earlier had, a, had something. He was, he was saying something, something good. But that woman with the belligerence, I don't know if I agree with that. So, but I've been, off the, I've been off the radio for a while, so do you want to hear what I mean? Or? Yes. 
All right, well, what I was thinking is, you know, that the monkeys get violent after they, they learn about tools, but I'm thinking maybe, you know, humans hit scientific achievement during war all the time because uh, when they're in competition with each other, they're more inclined to make uh, scientific advancements. So I think that was sort of what um, I guess that scene meant in the beginning. But I think those big monoliths really mean more of... Um, Oh, I'm clapping. I think they really mean more that, that they're like signposts for the human human race to, to move forward. Yeah, well, that's what I think the idea was it would be like a big uh, radio transmitter. That's See, right. See, originally, I, well, from what I read about the film, Kubrick was going to project images onto these things. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, that's, that's one of the reasons they're so big and they look the way they do, and then he just felt that that was going to be hokey. Yeah, I think I, think I agree with that. Yeah, too. I think, I, and, yeah, it, I think, and at the end, I mean, I think on that one he was right, whereas on that whole eyes wide shut thing... I never saw that. <laughs> oh man! I, actually, my friend saw the Japanese one and, and told me it was totally oh, different. I but, uh, Japanese Tom Cruise? Yeah, uh, it, you know what they called it? I, I I'm not even kidding about this either. They add vowels for no reason. Eyes a wide chateau. I like that. Swear to God, that would make me go see it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be Two, in the theater. Two zero one two hundred nine three six eight. We got another caller. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, Chris. It's about two thousand and one. Why did that guy hang up? I never ask people to hang up. If you've noticed that about the show, I never say to somebody, hang up. And yet they hang up anyway. I didn't ask him to go away. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm talking about the other guy, sir. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Now, do you think I'm an idiot? Let's just get right to the bottom of it. Uh, no, no, by okay, no means. Right. I think you're a highly skilled individual doing a good job serving the public. That's what I do here, public service. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. So what did you want to ask, add, add to the program? Well, I, I just thought I'd add, you know, my experience with 2001 and my interpretation. Okay. Briefly. All right. Um, All right. I saw 2001 when I was 10 in New York in one of those 180-degree cinemas. Right. I, had I remember I had grown up as a space kid, you know, sort of like riveted to the TV set for every launch of any, you know, space mission. Yes, sir. Real, real space kid. Had the G.I. Joe action figures and the whole deal. And frankly, my father took me and my brother in to see this thing, and I don't think I spoke for about two or three days afterwards, because if you recall, the ending is, is pretty amazing, what, yeah. what goes on in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it infused sort of almost a religious aspect into the whole notion of space and everything that I, I hadn't even thought about before. So it, it took me a while to kind of come to after having seen that. It was the same week that the theme from the good, bad, and the ugly was on the hit parade. I, I remember that. That's all I can remember was great, great music, by the way. Oh, the, yeah. you, know, you know what Arthur uh, Clark said about it, which is interesting after what you just said. He said MGM doesn't know it yet, but they footed the bill for the first $10.5 million religious film. Yeah. And that's how he saw it. He saw it as a religious film. Well, I, I can certainly see, you know, it took me a while to, to kind of put it all together, too. Um, briefly, my interpretation of, of what went on in the movie was something, one of the possibilities was that at certain points in our evolution, we're going to hit a critical mass and something is going to happen and you have good and bad come out of it. And uh, at the point at which, you know, we were primitive kind of ape-like beings, uh, they, they both discovered tools and they discovered murder and aggression. And that, and I don't think that they, you know, we really would have invited that on ourselves in either case. And the same is true for what happened when, uh, at a point where we were exploring the moon, we decided to get this notion to go even further and to use, you know, mechanics and technology to get us there. So the whole thing with the how and everything, um, 
was just sort of, you know, the downside of technology and programming, carrying out instructions, you know? Yeah, he had been over-programmed. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, I, I think it's a little like some of the bad web pages you hit, you know? They, yeah. just, they, they don't really mean to be bad, they're just right. bad by design. You know? Well, um... That's pretty. I mean, I'm glad that you're sharing your view with us. We're still missing an essential element, I think. Thanks for calling. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. I'd be interested to hear. Uh, sound the bell when you when you trip on this All right. missing element. Thank, thanks. Two zero one two hundred nine three six eight. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, it's about yes, lying. Sir? That's what it is. It's about lying. Didn't oh, and eyes wide shut. Yes, that's about lying too. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So wait a minute. Are you saying that they're both about lying? Yeah, and Barry Lyndon. That's about lying too. You know, and Spartacus. That's about lying. They're all about lying. I think you figured them all out. Yeah, they're all, all lying. It's all about glory, lying. lying. It's all about lying. Lying. That's right. So I just thought Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. Lying. Lying. It's all about lying. About lying. Yeah, lying. The, and, ki- uh, the killing. Well, which the one? killing. Yeah, it's the shine. The, sh- the, sh- the shining is all. The shitting. <laughs> no, yeah, not the shitting. The shining. <laughs> That's about lying too. It's about lying. I remind me never to call you an idiot on the air. Okay. Bye. Thanks. 201-200-9368. Hello. Welcome to the air. Bye. I said welcome. Hello. Stop listening to your radio. Put the phone to your head. <laughs> Can you say something? Hi. All right. Um, yes, please. I just wanted to say that I saw this movie the first time when I was in high school. Yes, ma'am. In a biology ecology class. My cl- my teacher was really cool, and he showed it to us and then asked us what it was about. Um, of course, you know, nobody could answer this question. Uh, but I think he was getting at that it was about evolution. And... I, and think, that, you're, I, uh, think, I think you're on you know, to something. It was about the yet unborn with the big... Space baby. The big space baby. I know, the, the star child, right? I wonder who has that, because it was an you actual uh, <laughs> figure that was formed. I do know. Can you hear me, by the way? Are you listening on the phone and not on the radio, ma'am? Because otherwise no, it's No, I can't gonna be... hear you at all. Oh, that's Over the phone. Oh, over the I phone. I can't hear the radio. Now, why but can't... I'm kind of weaving We're... in amongst the rocks of oh. Uh, oh, are the you Bronx, dr- and I can't really hear. Oh, are you driving? Mm-hmm. Okay, is that it? Well, uh, listen, I think you're on to something with Anyways, the evolution that's theme. that's what I wanted to say about it. Well, thank you for calling. 201-200-9368. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU East Orange, WXHD, Mount Hope, worldwide on the Internet, WFMU.org. My name is Chris T. I have a homepage over there and uh, email. You can send me email at christ at WFMU.org. be great to hear from you. Uh, this weekend, the New York Guitar Show is taking place. I'm going to go down there Saturday, probably. That's always fun. That's, that's where we used to have our record fair. Mary Help of Christians Church down there, 12th Street, Avenue A. 201 2001, A Space Odyssey. Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, um, I uh, wanted to say something about the uh, the whole symbolism of the uh, the monolith and progression. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to hear it. Um, all right. Well, uh, if you remember near the beginning of the movie where uh, you have the uh, apes fooling around and, like, breaking bones with the uh, with the other bone, and, and then he throws it into the air, and then all of a sudden it turns into the, uh, the spaceship or the space station, whatever it was. It turns and, into, yeah, it turns into the spaceship. 
Yeah. The Discovery, and, I believe it's, it was called. Um, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in, okay. in some time. But um, that that transition between the one fan with, uh, scene with the apes and then uh, the space scene is 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 important. That is what it's it's really important because um, it, it's symbolic of, of the progression. Uh, uh, that man is still by, throwing by things up into the air and seeing what happens. Um, that's what it's. That's what not, it. Ha- not really. It's more like one thing leads to another. Like the the bone is symbolic of the progression brought on by the monolith in the first time. Um, like the apes all crowd around the the, the monolith and then then they discover um, how to kill each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> they become carnivores actually. Because yeah. of the, the gift of uh, the knowledge of tools, mm-hmm. say, which the monolith passes on. The monolith shows up at very important moments, and it may be that man's subconsciousness is searching for it or, or attracting it somehow. You see what I'm saying? And then it, it imparts information that's crucial to the next step in evolution. Mm-hmm. Because what Arthur C. Clarke, I think, was arguing is that evolution happens in these leaps. It doesn't happen slowly. You know? Yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely see that. And... and uh, and it shows up one more time and leads men to uh, merging with a, with a higher intelligence, basically. Yeah. And then floating through this. I still don't know how the star child floats through the sky like that. I don't know. He's got a protective sack. The aliens yeah. have made him a protective sack of some kind. 201-200-9368. 201-200-9368. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi there. You're on the air. All right. Yeah, I was... Uh I was, I was watching this movie a few days ago, and I think my, my observation on this is really a bit different from any of you out there. I would love to hear it then, sir. Okay, I was, I was reading Alan Watts a few days ago. Alan Watts is, uh, appears on this very uh, radio station, you know. And I, and I love the station for that. Thursday nights, yeah. I know. And what, to me, my, my take on 2001 was that uh, essentially our childhood, adulthood, whatever and the stages that the movie shows, a lot of it is really illusionary. What do you mean when you say illusionary, sir? You know, it's, it's an illusion that we go through that a sense of I or the ego, and we believe that there is something uh, inherent within us that does not change as we grow from childhood to teenage years to adulthood and finally into death. And I believe that the movie has uh, a Taoist message that... I can't really verbalize right now. A Taoist message, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, hmm. And I, I believe that the final shots, uh, the so-called psychedelia in the movie, I think really was, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with uh, some parts of Zen Buddhism or the Bhagavad Gita, uh, it basically says whatever you're seeing around you is essentially an illusion. It's not really what it appears to be. The whole concept of I or the ego itself is meaningless. And... To me, it seemed like the movie was hinting to some of those concepts there. It's interesting what you're reading into that, sir. It's interesting that it's pulling those reactions out of you. Well, uh, hmm. you know, I, I, I was... I like that because the film doesn't tell you what to think about it. Exactly. You know, I was, I was watching this with my wife. The and other thing you should know about the film is he removed the voiceover narration. There was voiceover narration, which is one of my least favorite conventions of filmmaking <laughs> of all time. Because when Absolutely. a film is talking to you, it's basically it's a piece of crap. If it's talking to you too much, there are people who do it well, like uh, Scorsese, Kubrick. But 
most uh, directors don't know how to use voiceover narration, and they only screw up a perfectly fine film by explaining everything for you. So Kubrick felt he didn't have to explain these things. And look at the what you've drawn from it all these years later. Mm, mm. Well, I think there are two directors who use that technique really well. One of them was Kubrick. The other one was Peter Weir. Oh, he used okay, this technique yeah. for Picnic on uh, Hanging Rock. Picnic at Hanging Rock. A very you know, it left everything very vague, very nebulous. Yes. You could never put your finger on it. Nebulous. I like that word. That's a good word for today. And yet you came away from the movie shaken up and a little scared of you know, going out outdoors, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't go to no picnics no more. <laughs> no way. All right. No I, way. Lo- I love the show, man. Thanks really for calling. Like. 201 9368 Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, How are also you? About, it's also about the, the power of the biological versus the technological. I mean, at a uh, certain point. Come again? You know, I say said the biological now? versus the technological. Oh, yeah. You I know, was going to say that. At a certain point, technology is incapable of assisting us merging with any higher intelligence. It's a biological transformation that has to do with, uh, you know, the human mind and some sort of merging with an, with some alien intelligence or our, our own subconscious uh, towards evolution, but it, but it sort of points that you know the technological advances aren't necessarily uh, going to stand by us in the same way that uh, the biological ones would. Like you said, exactly. Two hundred one, two hundred nine, three six eight. Just like he said, exactly. Two- Yo, Chris. Yeah. Hey, I think you were hitting it dead on with the uh, monoliths. There were three in the film, right? Yes, sir. And each one marked. Um, an evolutionary phase in the history of mankind. Yes, sir. And um, I also, also wanted to point out the um, a little trivia. Do you know where he got the name Hal from? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. What I uh, read about that is that it was uh, one letter below IBM. Correct. Each, each letter, H-A-L. Uh-huh. And uh, I think they actually came up with an acronym for it, too, at some point. But I, I don't remember what the hell that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I devoted about six months of my life. To trying to figure out the the, the movie and uh, you know when you're young you do things like that you have enthusiasms you know what I'm saying uh huh yeah all right well then I thanks for calling two zero one two hundred nine three six eight two zero one two hundred nine three six eight we have like nine minutes left in the program then Mr. Finewind comes down here and he's enthusiastic about the uh, the forty five one of the best formats for music known to man hello welcome to the air hey what's up Comey. This is Kamel. Dear Lord, where have you been, girl? You know, people keep asking me about you. Well, I'm alive. I'm here. Well, uh, you know, we haven't heard from you in a long well, time. Well, I know. I got yeah. school, dude. What do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just. Hey, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying. Have you been? I've been pretty good. How have you been? Uh, all right. Uh, what did you want to t- tell us? What did you want to? Well, I just wanted to call in and say hi that I was listening. Oh, I'm glad that you're listening. What do you think of the film? Have you seen the film? No. Uh, what do you think about the year 2001? It's coming um, up. We'll still be living in sin. I mean, it's all good. Whatever happens, happens. We'll no. still be living in sin, did I you mean, say whatever that? happens, happens. Nobody should worry about anything. <laughs> I'm serious. What do you want me to say? We're I don't know. about everything. Uh, oh, Y2K, we're still here. No, I'm. hey, listen, I'm just asking you, you know, what your impressions of the year will be, of the year 2001, based on... Uh, Life I mean, will go on. Life will go on. Hunger in the world, war, everything negative is going to happen, and then you still live until it ends. But you'll be telling the story about how you landed this incredible Central Park West condo for a long, long time. (laughs) CPW Towers. 
Look at this, man. You can get a bedroom. You know how much you can get a one bedroom with no. a dining area and a balcony area? Uh-uh. Four hundred fifty-seven thousand five hundred. Well, they got money for that kind of stuff. That's only half a million. Are you complaining about half a million dollars? Oh, no, not at all. I got the money. You're living in a city in the sky. <laughs> man, you're living way above the streets. You know what? What? And they, there's no poor people there. You don't have to look at any poor people. Your neighbors will all be wealthy. Is that right? Think about that. Think about the Without advantages of that. No difference in anybody. It'll be one person. That's right. Mm, I know. Uh, so how are you? You're good? Yeah, good. Okay. I'm going to call in and say hi. Thank you for calling in. You're Come welcome. On. We really miss you, and thanks for calling. Oh. 201-200-9368. We're almost out of time. I see i got seven minutes left. Seven minutes. So if you were going to call but have been afraid, now's the time to call. And I'll tell you a little bit. When you call, I'll tell you a little bit about the Legend Yacht and Beach Club. Celebrated Gold Coast living. Glen Cove, Long Island. Mm. Their ad says the word C, S-E-A, period, for yourself. It, it, the little sentence fragments. So what they're saying is you have the whole sea to yourself. That's your city in the sky right there. That's 2001. Pardon me for uh, sounding a little cynical about this all. I, I don't like the way things are going here. But here comes Mr. Finewine. Stay tuned to WFMU East Orange, WXHD Mount Hope. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.
Affirmative, I read you. Affirmative, I read you. I'm afraid.